All right, guys, I got to be honest here. I want to welcome everybody to a brand new Recut Gems. A plus to your left, of course, MC. We welcome everybody to another amazing episode of Recut Gems, another black print bonus as well. Shout out to the patrons that are listening to this early. If you are listening on Thursday, of course, big shout outs to everybody that is watching. A lot of things that are going on throughout the month of July here, and we appreciate everybody that has been listening to all of the episodes here on the Black Print Network, but I can't open this episode before I address what A-plus just showed me, because I am very, very concerned. Shout out to all the XXL freshmen. We've talked XXL freshmen on Recut Gems, on Black Print Radio. This real Boston Richie line, I'm not putting this on North Florida, but I just want to say I'm considering a split down I-4. This line, I don't know if I want this considered with South Florida. He tried to sell it with the hashtag Freaky Jit too, man. Uh-uh. Freaky no Jit. Buy no buyers there. No he buyers there. He spelled it right at least. Of course, Boston Richie is going to get it right. I have no doubt. I have no doubt that Boston Richie is a real Florida Jit. But no, I can't have fucking cousins on South Florida's repertoire, itinerary, anything that you want to mention. There might need to be a split. Just I, I'm just considering I'm just putting it in the air. I'm just putting it in the air. Just down I four. Y'all can North Florida. Y'all can keep Tampa. Y'all can keep. Uh, we'll take Orlando. We'll take Disney World. Of course, maybe uh, we we'll might we might have to fight over Daytona. I don't know who gets Daytona, but that's a little bit concerning. That's a little bit of a line that I do not want anywhere around the realms of Palm Beach, Broward County or Dade County. That can't happen down here. We're not adding that to the dialogue. We're not adding cousin loving to the, to the conversation. No. I'm sorry. That's no. just not a part of the program. Real Boston Richie. Sorry, brother. Mm. Lead that, lead that up in tally. Okay. If that's something that's happening up there, let it stay there. Okay. Yeah. We do not need it in the culture. Y'all could take, of course, y'all could take Tampa. If we split it down, I four, y'all could take <laughs> Tampa. Y'all could take, um, well, Tampa's a little bit underneath. We're still going to give North Florida Tampa. Y'all could take Lakeland. Um, St. Petersburg. Yeah, y'all could take St. Petersburg. Clearwater. Uh, Fort Myers is a little bit. Oh, Fort Myers is tricky. Wow. Yeah, like Fort Myers Myers. is down there. It's like I think that's decidedly South Florida. If you're gonna if you're gonna rip the state apart, you know. Yeah. So we get plies. I don't know. Hey, Tampa, Fort Tampa Myers. Gotta, hey, Tampa got to deal with it. Ah, uh, I don't. Uh, you know what? To 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 merge the to merger the deal. Why not? I'll give y'all Fort Myers. I'll give I'll give North Florida for my I'll give y'all back plies if we can get Disney World. I will take Orlando. Kissimmee's obviously ours. Yeah. Um everything from Port St. Lucie going into Vero, Melbourne. That's all ours. And obviously everything down South Florida is ours. But y'all get everything else up in Rod Wave Country. That's it. That's it. And it comes from this line. That's it. I think I think I think that's nice and fair. I was gonna say I just think I just think Fort Myers is just a big caller what you want when it comes to North Florida, man. That's South Florida. Y'all gotta take Fort Myers, man. Uh, but then I don't want it to be unfair though. I don't want it to be unfair. Plies is a big part of Tampa, uh, at least in my opinion. Uh, compared yeah. to South Florida, I would say that Central Florida and North Florida is more Plies country. Y'all can have Plies. I'm not gonna steal Plies from you. I'm not gonna steal Plies from you. Y'all got legends. Y'all got Plies, T-Pain. Y'all got two legends that is completely perfect up there. We'll take Ross. We'll take Trick. And, you know, just, just split it 
Let's split it 50-50. If we're talking about fucking cousins, you know, it, it, <laughs> yes, it's, it's a deal it's breaker. It just has that's to happen. That's the deal breaker right there. I'm sorry. But I'm sorry, guys. It might happen. 51st day, you can do North Florida and um and uh North North Florida and South Florida. Yeah, because there's North Dakota, yeah. South Dakota. It might not be that bad. Yeah, North Carolina, South Carolina. Hey. Think about it. Georgia is just gonna be it. the one, the one piece that is, you know, in between both of us. And who 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 doesn't like Georgia? I would right. like Georgia. Georgia place. can stay. The Florida Georgia line is your. The Florida Georgia line is yours. That is <laughs> yours completely. We have to cross through different territory to get there. It's just things that I'm thinking about. It's just yeah, things man. that I'm thinking about because that's just a little bit concerning. But there's a lot of things that I'm thinking about. Plus, yeah. how have things been since our last episode, man? It's been a minute. It's been good, man. Um, you know, like I said, getting together this summer jam here in Cleveland, working on that. Um, and I had a chance to go to this all the blur uh tour stop in Detroit with Drake and 21 Savage and uh got there like a second too late to see young Drake, who is not a hologram, he's an actual person. But um <laughs> I walked into headlines and from headlines on it was crazy, man. That set design is dope. Drake, Drake killed it. 21 did his thing too, though. That's still a 10 out of 10 set. And we're gonna be talking about this 10 out of 10 set very briefly in a couple of minutes here on Recut Gems. What I do want to talk about. Is some things that I've been watching since our last episode. Last episode was around the time of NBA Finals. Basketball season is now calmed down. Sw- uh, not swindled. Things definitely weren't swindled. Things were one fair and square. I don't know why swindled came out of my came out of my mind. There's some swindling going on in the, in the office of Mr. Cronin, but you know we'll we'll leave we'll leave that alone. We'll let that be until the time right. comes. I am taking right. a break from talking about basketball. I don't want to see a basketball until. September until 2K comes out. It's usually how it goes for me. Until 2K comes out, I think I I think I'll wait and uh, get more into basketball discourse, banter, arguments that um, have been going around for the past couple of months. But I I I took a little break from it. I took a little break from it for the past couple of weeks. I tried to catch up on some TV that I um, have been ignoring. Caught up on a little bit of shows, but I ended up in such a crazy rabbit hole because. And it was a very, it was a very random rabbit hole. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I was checking out Matt Botvin. Shout out to Matt. He has some of the craziest wrestling shirts that you can find on Instagram. He, I bought uh, any of the most of the wrestling shirts that you see from me outside of this. This is just a WWE shop product. But any of the other wrestling tees that I wear is more than likely from Matt. And I saw him post something on his story. He was like, man, he had a big ECW drop, uh, a volume one Fire. drop a couple of months yeah. ago fire fire selection and he was like hey guys this was the mystery tee that you missed out on if you did not spend x amount of dollars to get uh the mystery tee and it was a miscongeniality tee it was a crazy lita lita uh edit and i was like you know what i have watched a good amount of lita but never really knew miscongeniality like that so i went on youtube did my little types typed up miscongeniality watched some of her promos with danny doring and um (laughs) Your man's Amish Roadkill. Amish Roadkill. Jesus. The 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 chickens was actually kind of fucking me up. But <laughs> I saw the Danny Doring proposal. I, I guess speechless is the word. I guess speechless is the word once I found out the details of that proposal. And as that happened, I was like, okay, I never really watched ECW like that. I do have a little bit of free time. Why not just jump in and watch a little bit of hardcore television i have seen i've barely seen any of the tv episodes i watched a couple of the pay-per-views some of the more i guess the more notable ones that you can think of i know one of your favorites was which one was it or 99 
Anarchy Rules 99, for sure, as far as uh, matches go. I love the uh, three-way dance with uh, Taz. Uh, was that Mike Awesome and Masato Tanaka? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, for sure, Heat Wave 99, as far as the moment goes with, <laughs> with that Dudley's promo. <laughs> it's, it's just it's too hot for TV in any era. It was too hot back then, and it damn sure is now. He pointed the only point at his daughter. You told your daughter how to and the crowd yeah. went the crowd went crazy and they wanted to fight. Yeah, yeah. That happened. That happened. Heat wave ninety nine is TVMA on Peacock. And the only the only thing that I knew was my main knowledge was ECW Hardcore Revolution PS1. Because when the invasion happened in two thousand one, I was like, Mom, mommy gotta go to Blockbuster. I gotta get this game. I gotta get this game. And it was ECW Hardcore Revolution. And that taught me, holy shit. Rob Van Dam was the fucking man in ECW. But that was my extent of my knowledge. I didn't know anything else. So I decided, and this was the worst, this is one of the worst decisions that I have made throughout the past year. I said, let's start at 1995, end of 95, start of 96. This shit has had me in a fucking headlock on stories, matches. I did not ever expect to watch weekly episodic television of ecw for the matches promos and there's so many legendary things that are happening right now i said god damn it i went into another rabbit hole and now i'm stuck on ecw that's what i've been doing through the past couple of months or now, the past month i should say now watching ecw from 96 does it like when you're watching it are you saying to yourself oh yeah i get how this was like the the biggest thing among smart fans in the industry. Cause I mean, you had to like seek out ECW in 96, unless it was syndicated in your market. And I don't like know the roll call of markets off the top of my head, but let's just say you had direct TV, right? And you got the MSG network. Yeah. You're staying up to like fr- like 2 AM on a Friday night to watch ECW. And this is what's getting, you could get the MSG sports package on dish network or direct TV. So you could have had that in 96. If mm-hmm. you were in say Kentucky or Virginia, cause it wasn't syndicated in either state, but that alone, like, do you are you saying to yourself when you watch it, like, yo, this shit, I see how it shifted the biz. So there's a couple questions that I actually do have. I don't have them written. There's uh, there's there's takeaways and there's questions that I do have. One of the original takeaways that you actually do bring up is that man. Not only is this a very smart crowd, a lot, and I mean a lot of the shit that you hear chanted. From those good NXT, well, I was not good. I, I, I won't, I won't, I won't sell it and say good NXT years. NXT is great right now, but the cl- the classic NXT years right, of right. all those amazing chants out in Orlando at Full Sail, the shit that you hear today, mm-hmm. shits were happening thirty years ago, and that has been fucking me up. Some of the signs, obviously, we're not we're not getting too fancy with the signs in two thousand twenty three, but the yeah. chance in itself. All happening in ECW in 1995 and 1996. And that is throwing me for a loop. Not only do the fans really know when somebody is leaving, they'll have it prepared. Mm-hmm. They'll know in mm-hmm. advance. They'll boo the shit out of people. <laughs> oh, my God. The Dudleys had them so fucking mad. This was not 96 because Dudleys left around 99. Right. But the little episode that I saw of the Dudleys last match in ECW when Bubba is like, Thank you, Vince. Somebody understands. The crowd is so fucking mad. And then I, we brought up Anarchy Rules. 
They are booing the living shit out of Taz because they know he's about to leave. But then I was like, wow, y'all are really mad. Taz gave y'all like four or five years of good, like of good, uh, uh, probably like six years of like solid wrestling. Why are y'all so upset? It's just the WWE. Until I saw the promo weeks prior. Hey, Triple H, why don't you come down to Philadelphia and we'll show you how to get really extreme. Whoa! I'm like, God, oh, Taz, you're about to leave. <laughs> this is terrible. I'm not some 50-year-old wearing red and yellow getting the championship back. I'm the ECW heavyweight champion, and I run this company for the past X years. Whoa! Everybody is so hype. I'm like, Taz, this is so embarrassing. You're about to fucking dip. And the one big thing, too, about this time period is like, they just got national TV. That's so he's leaving, he's leaving right as they get on TNN. Not just Taz, once again, like the second episode or the third episode of ECW on TNN is when the Hardy, I mean the Hardy, the Dudleys leave. The Dudleys leave. And of course, the, I guess you could say the Constellation Prize, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit because it's 96 we're in right now. Mm-hmm. When we talk about the Dudleys leaving in 99, is Raven coming back? from Mm -hmm. WCW to ECW. So that was kind of like a consolation prize at the time. But in 96, Raven is on top, right? Oh, God. The, the, (laughs) I, I, I really don't even know how to describe Raven. I don't even know how to describe Raven. Paul Heyman in 97 described him as the, um, uh, what did he call it? The Dave Koresh of professional wrestling. And I was like, wow, that's, that's interesting. Let me go into 96 and see, and see what's happening. The first episode that I see is the one that Joey Styles said got them kicked off fucking television where Beulah says she's pregnant. Raven starts beating the shit out of Stevie Richards. Beulah says it's not mine. Raven puts his hand on Beulah's neck. I say, bro, cut the show, bro. Please cut the show. <laughs> cut the show. There's no chance in hell that this is seeing daylight. But like you said, two in the morning. Two in the morning. Go for it, pal. I mean, hey, I'm going to try and see if it's going to work. You have to try some things. You know, this is 1996. I was going against Barry Windham being the stalker on the WWF's TV. (laughs) And, you know, he's stealing my ideas in Atlanta. So, yeah, I'm going to try some things. So Raven and Dreamer is... It it was entertaining at first. What I do want to ask, and maybe I'll just look into the camera and ask you directly, Paul. <laughs> did you really think? I'm just I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. I, I, if I have to drewski it, I'll be I'll drewski it. Are you really gonna convince me Tommy Dreamer's a ladies' man? I mean honestly. I mean honestly. I heard Beulah say, Tommy, I want to feel your pain. And Tommy looked at the camera guy in that dingy hotel room they were at, and he said, Leave. And the cameraman <laughs> left. I said, oh, Paul, am I supposed to buy? Am I supposed to buy this? It's hilarious, yes. But Tommy Dreamer had Beulah. He had um another girl. I can't remember her name, but he took her from Raven. And then her and Beulah were locked. And then we started getting more Francine because Francine just yeah. left the pit bulls. Yeah. And was it Kimona Wanalea? Was it she the other Kimona, chick? yes. Kimona Wanalea. Holy smokes, dog. Like Kimona Wanalea. How the name. fuck did Tommy pull Kimona? <laughs> I, I'm, oh, no. I'm looking at the TV like, what is going on? Dog, he was, I mean, Paul, man, Paul's like, listen, I I was able to find things in people that others couldn't find. And if I was selling Tommy Dreamer, 
as a ladies' man, oh, well, nobody's gonna believe that. I'm going to try. <laughs> so I'm watching Dreamer in throughout all throughout 96 have issues with Raven. Raven is in and out of the world heavyweight championship picture. But by the time that I'm actually start paying, when I actually talk, by the time that I actually start paying a little bit more attention and start getting it, like I'm on and off of Raven. I'm a little bit on and off of Raven. I started getting on more when Sandman showed up and it was one of the best episodes that I ended up watching, the Kurt Angle episode of ECW, which ends up also being the Crucifix episode of ECW. That's right. The Crucifix is not on Peacock. I'm just going to let you know right now. It's the, it ends at the DDT and that's it. You're not going to see, you're not going to see the BWO tying niggas up. They're not tying Sandman up. They're not putting them up. It's completely erased. You can probably find it on YouTube. But Raven Sandman got really good to me when I seen Sandman's fucking son stand in front of a bloodied Raven in that cage. And he puts the, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And he just said <laughs> Sandman's wife. Yo. I'm like, okay, this is fire. But somehow, someway, it's not as fire. And this is fucking me up of the television championship picture. I did not ever think I would tune into ECW for Shane fucking Douglas, but he is coming out week after week. Shawn Michaels, you can kiss my ass. I'm like, what the fuck? And he's burying niggas. Shit, fuck, damn. Whatever curse he can get off in his entire promo, he's got Francine with him now. They just rebuilt Triple Threat. He grabbed um, uh, Pitbull number one. He broke his neck. He had a collar. He just right. shook him, and he pissed off the whole fucking audience that has started rioting. Shane Douglas has my full attention in 1996 of ECW and I'm a WCW kid. I did watch a little bit of that struggle that was late 99, 2000 WCW. I would have never thought that I would be the Shane Douglas guy ever, ever. He was flabby and sick by then. The whole revolution angle, that was <laughs> flabby and sick by then. But um, yeah, he, he really was a transcendent guy for ECW. Like you said, Triple Threat was a big faction. And when I couldn't watch ECW and I only heard about ECW, whether it's through magazines and, you know, Pro Wrestling Illustrated or the wrestler would have them in there. Or, you know, of course, by 97, 98, I was somewhat online. That's when I would hear about him. And yeah, I never got to see that until later on, like what made Shane Douglas the franchise. So, yeah, 96, I'm pretty sure is where I got to go back and watch, do a deep dive in 96 ECW. Because now you're making me want to do the deep dive in 96 ECW. But and, Shane is, is building his, his legend right there. And Shane wasn't a part of, I don't think he was on that episode that Vince was like, hey, we'll take a couple of them guys. Come on, Rob. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Uh, you know, somebody stooged off to me about what he was saying down there. That Dean's pretty hot, pal. <laughs> <laughs> He's got hate with me. He can talk to me. Just not today. Yeah, just don't, uh, just don't, just don't bury Sean. We just, uh, we just sent Sean home for. for a <laughs> Actually, we don't know how long. Sean just said, uh, his mind hurts. His back hurt. <laughs> my brain, my back. my brain hurt. <laughs> Can't, he just said, he just, he just passed me a paper and said, "Can't take this shit." D I S S H I D, and just walked out. We got a promo package from Tell Him a Lie, Tell Me a Lie, whatever she was called. No, <laughs> we run it every week. I mean, I hope he's watching. He said he's showing up to media. I was like, what the fuck? I thought your brain hurt. Definitely on AMP live Tuesdays and Thursdays. It's so nice to meet you. 
Michelle Beadle, The Kid Mero. Zach Sang Show, my show. With the number one show, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> pertaining to F1 out there. And I have a show on AIM called Joshin' Around. Hi, I'm Lindsay Sterling. Come tune in to my show, The Upside. You just say your name. <laughs> I got this. I'm Justin J5 Davis. Josh Pease. Well, I wish I could give you the tea, but mine's just a little bit tart, and that's why it's called Leah's Lemonade. Make sure you tune into my show on AMP. On AMP. Yo, this yo, Sean is the ultimate asshole in 97, man. Niggas doing backflips when he's supposed to be hurt. <laughs> he's the wildest nigga in 97, bar none, dog. You said what, Vince? He's showing up to Mania. Well, tell him lace up his boots since he was supposed to face me, Vince. What the hell are you doing? That's my hell, I'm sitting back there like, I just want to make my shot. You know, I'm, I'm just right there waiting for my moment. <laughs> I want to wrestle somebody. I don't give a damn who it is. I'm going to wrestle Goldust again. Fuck it. He got the Intercontinental title. Pass it to me. But Brent, I'll beat his ass. Sean, he said his brain hurts. So I'll make sure it's permanent. Who else? Taker? Hell, we didn't know about the CTE deal back then at all. <laughs> Austin with the permanent, with the permanent Drewski. It's kidding. Yo, the permanent Drewski. He's always like his broken skull. He's Drewski <laughs> For 90 minutes on that program, man. Oh, my God. As you bring up uh, Triple Threat being one of the best stables in ECW, I feel so disgusted saying this. Uh, I'm just going to cover my face saying this because I, I still can't believe. I still cannot He came around to them in a matter of a week and some change. I you were ready to take a hot shit on them. But you I, know what you said? God I, damn it, it wouldn't be over. I texted Plus a week ago and said, man, this BWO shit fucking sucks. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. Like, the trolling is just terrible. Stevie Richards is all right, but he's Raven's lackey. Meanie's doing nothing. Hollywood doing the damn... Oh, my doing God. Doing all Who the bullshit. I'm like, you, yeah, Nova. I'm like, you oh guys suck. Like, this is terrible. Until 1997 came and Stevie kicked Raven dead in the damn face. I said, plus, I've made a mistake. I am now, I'm not a member, but I I may want the shirt. I may want the shirt because Meanie is killing me with this Scott Hall bullshit and doing all this and doing all these and doing all. I'm like, Meanie, you are the biggest fucking troll. I can see why JBL just, I can see why JBL just sent you to the moon with one of these. And me and Kev were watching that shit one night and we're just like, this is the shits. <laughs> See this before? I mean, Kid usually's up on all that stuff, and Kid didn't even hip us to what the deal was down there. They just ran with our gimmick and just bootlegging. I said, I wanted to call Paulie and say, "Hey, you got some fucking money for me?" <laughs> <laughs> Paul wouldn't have done. It's just, ter- it's just terrible. It's just so, and it's bad because I know he's. Spe- I don't know if it's specifically him doing it bad or if he's just that bad doing it. But in them little ass shorts, he's doing the Razor Ramon gimmick. And he's just, and just, and just, I'm just like, Meanie, stop fucking troll. This is terrible. It was so embarrassing that I was just like, I, I think that's what it is. It's so embarrassing that I'm just like, I'm starting to buy it now. And <laughs> I did not buy that as a kid in 99. When Blue Meanie was on heat, I was not dead. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, yo. He got a career out of that. That is amazing, though. Like, yes. Stevie Richards, of course, had multiple iterations, but like the blue meanie was the blue meanie for like the rest of his time <laughs> on TV. You know what I'm saying? Like that's kind of crazy. With that, ah, yeah, 
He was hitting the dance. All I remember is the WrestleMania 2000 dance. Oh my God, yo, he was yeah, he was Sunday Night Heat fodder for sure. Sunday Night Heat legend, but in ECW <laughs> they are fucking made men. It's a BWO, BWO, B, and not, I don't even think they've held a belt yet. I don't think I don't think Stevie's held a belt. I don't think anybody has held a belt yet. It's just they're so fucking over and so popular. ECW is blowing my mind right now. And that's why I, I, I did not think that I would be here. And I'm pretty pissed at this rabbit hole. I think 96 and 97, along with 95, as far as in ring goes, is like the, the peak, I believe, hmm. of ECW. RBD so. is not the man yet. Taz oh is Taz is still the Taz is still the man. Taz is Bill Alfonso. Bill, I'm huge. I love Bill Alfonso. Yeah, no, I pop a Bill Alfonso back as a kid. <laughs> so yeah, like, daddy. Was, <laughs> yeah, daddy. I used to. I'm like, like, yo, what is yo? I'm like, I used to look at him like as when I was 11 or 12. Like, yo, his grill is atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god, I left this thing on TV. Oh and he's crazy. shaking the ropes and he's yes. like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> Taz is going to destroy us. But he's not with RBD and Sabu yet. I, I don't know when he turns. I don't know if he turns on Taz to go to RBD Sabu because I, I mainly knew Bill Alfonso from RBD yeah. and Sabu. So I don't know yet. And the worst part is I'm going to find out that is where the fuck I am right now. And it's tough. It's so bad right now. It's a little bit better. Than the rewatch that you have been watching, it's, it's a little bit, it's a little bit easier than the rewatch that you have been watching. A much better time in 2006 <laughs> uh, between a classic moment or a classic year, I guess you would say, in John Cena, uh, the LOL Cena wins era. How has that, how has that been in your rewatch? Um, I, I started off in 05 when he first won. I don't know how I got down this rabbit hole. Maybe uh, should we even shout him out because I don't want to snitch, but he has a lot of views on YouTube. The guy who does a story of. YouTube videos where he does like all the promos and segments leading up to like pay-per-view matches on YouTube. Oh, he does? I think I'm gonna keep him as a if you know, you know account. I'll tell okay. you. Okay, okay, yeah. We're not <laughs> we're not gonna we're not gonna blow him up and then get his like, shit oh, Nope. If you know, you know, you know what I'm talking about. But I think I started on that account and just watching a bunch of John Cena videos where they're detailing like one of them is story of John Cena versus Triple H at WrestleMania 22. And it starts off with the of course uh the promo with Triple H is like running down John Cena. He actually on TV calls John Cena a transitional champion. Like I was, it's, it's kind of crazy even to think about it now. But one point I was thinking about too, when I was watching that, I showed you earlier, when we were watching uh, the John Cena promo the night after he lost the belt to Edge, the first money in the bank cash in at New Year's Revolution. But this is of course on Raw with the infamous live sex celebration. Mm. And John Cena, mind you, of course, is still a TV 14 world. It's TV 14 scene, and he's kind of segueing from hip hop man to the Marine militant man. <laughs> and he's, he quotes Alan Iverson, who says, For you know, you got a million people that love him, and there's 10 million people that hate him. So, you know, for the million people that's going to ride with him, you're going to, you know, ride for them. And to those 10 million haters, well, they can kiss his ass now. Kiss my ass. That's not something that Cena would say, say, 2011, 2012, when he's course in the fruity pebbles era he's super cena at this point mm. um obviously he had a style of dealing with that and he really got good at it i would say post rock cena like every time <laughs> there's like this john cena shoot promo at some point in the feud every feud like after 13 where he just runs down everything about his opponent yeah like you know what i mean like you could just point at any feud whether it's cm punk uh miz aj styles mm. uh roman reigns famously yeah um 
yeah, it, it just became a hallmark in his career after he learned how to deal with it. But at this point, he's still learning how to deal with the boobs. And it's so funny because you can almost hear his confidence quiver a little bit in promos. It's 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 an interesting watch. And of course, as 06 goes on, it's LOL Cena wins. I mean, of course, he lost top of the year, got it back in less than 20 days, I want to say, at the Royal Rumble mm. as he went into Mania against Triple H, retained. Wait, lost to the RVD. And then Edge, of course, got it back when RVD got caught in the whip in Ohio. And um, and he and then he beat uh Edge and Unforgiven in Toronto. So you know it's a little bit of up and down. They learned how to deal with the the back the negative backlash, but by all means, Cena is still the guy. This is when you know the the birth of hey man, as long as they're doing something, pal, we're good, we're good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the merch is I'm sure flying off the shelves. It's the chain gang era still. So I'm I'm it's an interesting watch because I mean to see Cena grow into what he become. You know it's, it's cool to rewatch. And what did Lita say? Uh, you read the internet today, John? I couldn't oh, imagine. I couldn't. Well, there is no Twitter in 06. So maybe it's, it's message not. Board era. It's yeah, big message. It's still, board mess- it's still big. message board, oh, right? Big time. Big time. Big. It's message board up until Twitter, to be honest. Yeah, I think so. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Facebook kind of, but not for that comment. No, not for that. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, it's still message board for wrestling. And unless uh, I truly wouldn't think that Cena is, is reading like MySpace profiles of, nigga, of people that are like, I watch wrestling, but don't think I'm a Cena fan. Fuck that nigga. And, he, and they have like this things all in their profile. I, I wouldn't think it has to be like if he were to see it, it would have to be like no DQ forums. And what other what other uh, that's that's the main land. Oh, six. Yeah. It'll be like no DQ forms. And Death Valley driver video review was big. I mean, for like mm. super smart. For like the wrestling observer, Japanese wrestling fans who oh, yes, were probably yes. predisposed to hate Cena at that time. Yeah, yeah. You, they, you know, you probably on the no DQ forums. You probably got somebody like Cena. Cena sucks is their username, but the S U X. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You probably got a lot of users. I used to be on um S O H H on their uh message board. I think it was a squared circle. Yeah, so, yeah. That was that was my go to for a while actually. I'm trying to so. think what box dance. What didn't box? I'm pretty sure box oh, sure would have had a wrestling. If, if SOHH had one, then of course, yeah, boxing had an equivalent. I'm sure of that. I'm trying to think if I was even. I want, th- but then again, 06, I was so out of wrestling. Not necessarily out of wrestling, but I was just like, there's so many different things that I'm now getting into. I'm taking music right. a lot more serious right now. Yep. Um, there's other things that I'm watching that is just like, and I'm gaming as well, things like that. That is just like I'm not, I don't have much of the interest at 2006 on 15. Not much of an interest to watch weekly. And I remember right. like a year later, I'm still not watching much wrestling. But then the June 2007 report happens with Chris Benoit, and I'm like, oh man, Benoit died, man, that was my man's. And then a, a day later. The news comes out. I'm like, okay, now I see why I stayed away from wrestling because things are kind of <laughs> things are kind of nah. right now. I'm gonna tell you right now. I was watching. I was watching the Raw tribute at work at the station. Right, um, surreal moment. Like I don't care what anybody says. Like in real time, surreal moment. Like mm-hmm. the news just broke that he died. Yep. Vince is in the ring, empty arena. They sent the fans home for the first time. He learned from Owen Hart. I guess he was like, okay, we're not doing that again. Mm-hmm. We're going to send them home. This just happened. Um, and they did a tribute show, like three hours of just tributes. And like around, I want to say in between the second and third hour, the news is starting to leak. And it's like crazy by the morning. The morning is like, <laughs> it's getting figured out. And that's when the next night on ECW, 
Vince starts off the program like and so we're yeah, never going to mention uh, him again, right? Never mention him again. Yeah, yeah, like you know, besides this mention, we will you will not hear him for the rest of the night. You know, we're going to do what we do best, entertain you. And I don't it just think I've ever seen yeah. that. You know what's funny? I oh, I got to pull that up. That. I got to pull that up. That's definitely I... on YouTube floating somewhere. Yeah, I, I hope so, because usually they, they, pull it it, they pull that shit off so quick. But I've never seen I've seen I've seen the raw night. Probably I probably watched the full three hour episode. I can't I can't remember if I have of the entire tribute. It's not on yeah. Peacock. You won't be able to find it on Peacock. But I I, I was I was specific. I was definitely if I'm not watching Raw SmackDown, I'm definitely not watching the ECW uh, rebrand. Even if, <laughs> nah, even if I trash. didn't know of it. Yeah, I it's didn't trash. know of it because I was still playing. I was still playing the video game. So I would see like SmackDown versus Raw 2008 featuring ECW. I'm like featuring ECW. That's what y'all did. Yeah, y'all got ECW back. Who's in ECW? And I would look at the names and I'm like this. Doesn't look like hardcore evolution, and then I'd see some names that I that I realized I'm like, damn, niggas are really old. So I I, yeah. I, chilled, I chilled on it. I chilled on it. Yeah, WWECW. Even with like, if Heyman's vision would quote unquote been like carried out, mm-hmm. think about it, dog. Like the Sandman without Inner Sandman ain't the Sandman. They just gave that nigga a theme and had him come through the crowd. Like it wasn't the same. It that's, just wasn't that's also what's been killing me too. The themes. Oh, oh yeah. boy. The fact that that's I know it. that uh New Jack is coming out and it's not natural born killers, that's been fucking me up. And I don't know if this is like his indie theme somewhere. I don't want to disrespect, but this theme is not it. I would like to hear yeah! and him coming out and cracking niggas with trash cans. That's why I've kind of stayed away from the rewatch because that is really a part of the new Jack experience. Like mm-hmm. hearing that, like you said, like while he's fucking somebody <laughs> up, it, it's all together. Like you have to see the whole package. You know what I'm saying? So that I have to go back with that in mind. Like, damn, the only thing that's going to be here is maybe Taz theme. And mm-hmm. of course, the this is extreme theme. And uh, well, so uh, the this is extreme theme is the what or was yeah, it? Is it the, called the TV theme song? I'm sorry. Oh, okay. So the main the main TV theme song is it I, there yet? Oh, it's not there yet, is it? Nah, right now it's one, two, one, two, three. Hit me. And they're showing uh niggas taking total elimination. They're showing uh Beulah coming up. Sabu's diving in the crowd. RBD uh does a good flip. Um, which other ones they have? They have they have uh Sandman, they have Sandman staring at his son. Mm-hmm. They, Paul, Paul actually does a really good job, and especially TV wise, I give Paul Heyman so much credit. With the resources that you have, Paul, you made fucking masterpieces. Cause even with the intro, I'm looking at how great the intro looks. And he always had a way, just like how WWE kind of kind of used to do it, of showing their ECW heavyweight champion right at the end. So if it's Raven, yeah. Raven's yeah. bloody as hell heavyweight title in hand if it's somebody else it's somebody else he had a great uh promo package for mike awesome when he won in anarchy rules 99 i'm like man i could see how people really love this shit and really hated when this shit was off the air because when that dreamer report came out that said yeah when Heyman ended in 01, they went to Raw. I was about to shoot this nigga in the back of the head and then shoot myself. I was like, I was like, Dreamer, shut the fuck up. But now <laughs> looking at the amount of shit that Dreamer is doing in ECW, I was like, okay, I, I, I'd be kind of mad too. I'll be pretty fucking pissed too if Heyman just did that and then shift his ass over to Raw. Yeah, he had like 10 jobs. He had like 10 jobs barred, like easily. <laughs> easily 10 jobs you could describe, and then like another five he probably couldn't barely describe. They so used yeah, to no. say I was a funnel, but honestly, if you were to ask of me, I believe that I was just, 
using all the resources that I could to create a product that was generational. Whether or not it interested uh, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, I cannot choose whether or not who to influence, sir. <laughs> they say Vince filled my coffers, but I couldn't live off a stipend. It was a mom and pop business. <laughs> the only thing that you can prove is the $2,000 that he paid to me to make sure the Taz's theme made the airwaves. That is it. <laughs> Anybody else should have nothing to say to me, sir. <laughs> I stole that from fucking um, uh, Bruce Pritchard. I think that's Bruce yes. Pritchard Heyman. That's Bruce Pritchard yeah. Heyman. It's the, it's the Bruce Pritchard Heyman. It's always, I always think back to when... Uh, I think him and Brian Gewertz were going to fight. I think that was it. I think him and Brian Gewertz were going. Yeah, it's in his book. Like him and Brian Gewertz was about to go edit him and um oh, him and Bruce. Yeah. Him and Bruce? No, Gewertz and uh and Heyman, I believe. Oh, okay, okay. Maybe I'm getting that wrong. Maybe I'm getting that wrong. But I feel like Heyman got hot in somebody. I think it's in his book. So yeah. when when he, when he was a producer? Yeah, I think this is definitely around like oh two oh three ish when he was uh when Heyman was running SmackDown and Gewertz was running Raw. Well, if there is a recut wreck this week, y'all, I'm just going to put it out there. Any episode of 1996 ECW and any episode of 2006 LOL Cena wins yeah. era, which I believe he's on Raw, so it's going to have to be a 2006 yeah. Raw. Yep. But that is our recut wrecks for the week. Any 96, I don't care what you pull up. Anything, any 45-minute ECW episode that you pull up, you're going to be like, what the fuck is going on? I got to watch next week. I, pick I a week. Guarantee, I guarantee, pick a week. Pick a week. Pick a week. If I go to do my Nikki voice, I'm not going to say pick, pick a K, though. Pick right. a week. Pick a K. Pick a K. <laughs> pick a week. Pick a week. Pick a week. <laughs> but also, too, maybe it's an added bonus, uh, at least the main event. Watch mind games in your house that year with uh, Mankind and Sean. Because I believe there's, there's ECW wrestlers at ringside. This is like, once again, 96 ECW. They're on fire. So they're at ringside because they're in Philly, of course. Oh, yeah. 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 And yeah. he says, um, and um, uh, I think Vince says, uh, oh, yeah, the, the the promotion or there's a uh, India renegade promotion from yeah, Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, man, yo, Vince is selling, man. I, announcer Vince is so funny, man. Taz is like, so yo, funny. Vince, who you got for me? Who you got for me, Vince? Huh? Go oh, fight the God. human suplex machine. <laughs> wow. I believe in the guy. Somebody, yo, I, I, I can understand the, the Heyman promo on Vince when he was like, look what you did to my Taz. No, he was a wrestler. <laughs> a great wrestler watching 96 i'm just like man taz looks fucking insane but then the episode where rbd had to face somebody rbd faced somebody and taz was on commentary and styles was like wow i wouldn't expect you to be uh i wouldn't expect you to be interested in commentary like this taz and taz said well what do you mean i'm a jack of all trades and taz actually did pretty fucking good in commentary i was like wow even in 96 you fucking knew that you would be the man in commentary and you would end up being one of the greatest tag team duos in commentary of all time between yourself and Cole six years yeah. later. Life is funny, man. Life yeah. is funny. But I digress. <laughs> I'm not bringing up weighing 234 pounds. It's hers. It's Taz. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Him and Excalibur fucking wrestling over the mic. 
Just, just dog, just a circle jerk. Like, yo, look at what's happening in front of y'all for once. Y'all are just doing talk radio. This is ridiculous. My advice to anybody who's starting an AMP show would be start with the fun part. The best part about AMP is talking about things you're excited about. But you gotta take that leap. Just dive in. When music connects to you personally, it connects to your audience. If you want to be the number two show on AMP, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, followed by, download that. Be creative. Yeah, you can talk, gossip, play music. Talk about what you love. That's the beautiful part about AMP. What should I make my show about? Kind of like whatever the hell you want to hear, you know? If you're a creator, then it's just in you to just create things. Two niggas that are at a, two niggas that are in a much better tandem are who you saw on the Detroit leg of it's all a blur. Drake and 21. You said you came a little bit late, but yeah. you still saw a 10 out of 10 set. I oh. got to know, as you know, my Detroit interests have peaked since a specific threat. I would oh. like to know how did they receive uh, a set that I did not expect Drake to get right because four years of albums is really tough to get in uh in one night i guess you would say yeah how did they enjoy the mixture of all the different albums certified lover boy honestly never mind her loss and i'm forgetting one forgetting one i can't remember i don't think he does i don't think he does anything from dark late demo tape so i'm not gonna remember nah it was mainly nah. just those three right i think so yeah for the most part yeah. you said clb her loss and honestly never mind mm. Yeah, those are the main three. I feel like are we, are we missing one? But I feel like I am missing one, right? Let me double check. He he broke it up in the in the segments, right? So like when I walked in, it was headlines, which is kind of like the Drake hit parade era of the segment of the concert, right? Mm -hmm. And then he gets into yeah, the la Scorpion. Doesn't did he did he tour Scorpion? He, he tore Scorpion, right? Or no, he didn't. Um, didn't he do something small with Migos around Scorpion? Scorpion. I don't, I don't so, no, no, no. Aubrey and the Three Migos are Scorpion, right? I want to say that was Scorpion, yes. All right, okay, yeah, all right, so cool. So, no, I just, I remember him doing it in my feelings, and, like, the thing that stuck with me the most are, like, these video screens rise up from out of the uh, stage, mm -hmm. and it's all 90s nostalgia, like, the craziest. It's Toronto-specific, because he starts off with Electric Circus, which was this Friday night, like, dance, house music show that aired on Much Music. Quick story aside, um, I used to watch much music a lot as a kid. We used to get it until 10 o'clock. Mm. And then at 10 o'clock, it would turn into the Spice Channel. So just imagine watching much music, right? And then 959, Electric Circus is on. And then 10 o'clock, bam, it's just Scramble Vision. And you just straight like... Straight to Spice? Straight to Spice. You're figuring <laughs> out, oh, is that a titty? Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I used to watch that show. Well, at least the first 30 minutes because it came on at 930. But he had everything in there, bro. Like uh, Fresh Prince clips. All 90 in style. I think he had a, a you might have had a snick uh, clip in there or something, man. Like mm -hmm. it was a lot of things in there that was super dope that made me appreciate him, li you know, listening to In My Feelings for maybe the 10,000th time because I work in radio. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I enjoyed that. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, I would say kind of a mixed reaction to 21 set in Detroit only because songs like uh, Don't Come Outside, well, Don't Come Out the House, yeah, didn't really ring out. It didn't really ring off like that there. But when you got into the Drake and 21 collabs, yeah, they were rolling. They were, they were rolling. rolling? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I would expect Miami to be really nice. I think he's doing two nights in Miami. He was originally going to do it in June. Now it's in September. I would have liked it in June. But then again, my mindset was not really, let me tune in and try and tap in. Because for one, 
I don't want to go to Drake Dolo, but then as well as I don't want to like pull up to Drake and then meet people there because everybody's going to have their own plans. Everybody's going to have their own plays. So it's just like, okay, I'm probably going to have to figure out what I'm doing throughout. And I think the, I think, I don't know if the night, the two nights that Drake is going to do are on weekdays. That even makes it 10 times worse. So I don't know how I would have played it had I went, but I'm starting to realize I should probably get to one before it's too late because the only one, let's just say Drake retires next year and say, you know what? Fuck this shit. Y'all niggas, y'all niggas, uh, arguing about me doing interviews with Bobby. You know what? Fuck y'all. Fuck y'all niggas. I'm out this bitch. If he does that, the only time that i have seen drake live would have been drake versus wayne which is gonna turn 10 in ah uh, was it 2013 yeah. or was it 2014 i don't know but you know what we might have that in common like up until this of course last show i attended have, did i see drake in between i did not go to the yeah. summer 16 tour nope didn't i missed aubrey the three migos sick about that yep um yeah that's the only ones that, i didn't go to would you like a tour Nope, didn't um, do that. That's before, I believe, uh, Drake versus Lil Wayne, right? But um, uh, yes, uh, would you like yeah. a tour had Future yeah. and Miguel and Party? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, twenty thirteen. Yeah, was nothing was the same tour. That was that, that, that was that was nothing was the same tour. I think so. So then, what did he do for views? Uh, summer sixteen. Oh yeah, summer sixteen tour. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So yeah, that would have been the only time that I've seen Drake, and it was a great set, one of the best concerts that I've seen. But oh, I don't know. I don't know when is the next time that I'm going to see Drake. It ends up being such a huge moment right now. And I've seen twenty one. Wait a minute. Have I seen twenty one? Twenty one. Actually, wow. I don't think I've seen twenty one. I saw twenty one at birthday bash, and I mean that's why I was like. Yeah, I I saw his set in, in Atlanta, and I'm and hell, don't come out the house went crazy in Atlanta, but it's Atlanta too. But yeah, to see exactly. that set, you know, he had J Cole come out. It was dope. He had a really dope headline and set at Birthday Bash in Atlanta. But um, I was of course since I saw that set, I was definitely more uh excited to see Drake perform in Detroit. I've seen Twenty One. Uh, I watched him at Coachella. That was good. I've been playing a decent amount of old Twenty One right now because uh there's just been a good mixture of things usually i've been trying to make sure that um the 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 streaming rips of certain tapes are actually fucking me up because i'm so used to hearing hood rich nigga or hood rich bitch 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 over things i'm just like yeah i gotta put the originals back so i've been playing slaughter king i've been playing um uh it's mainly it's mainly been slaughter king slaughter king is probably one of my favorite 21 old 21 tapes outside the free goo opp it's mainly is Dirty K on Slaughter King. Yes, Dirty K is oh, on Slaughter King. Slaughter. <laughs> uh, wow is on Slaughter King. Dip because he's, is- he's got the 21 Dolph on there with Lotto Savage. <laughs> well, he's 21 Dolph. Dolph. Yeah, <laughs> Wow is on there. Dip Dip is on there. Um, and it's just all old Metro Zaytoven. Lex Luger. It, act- it actually makes me miss Lex Luger. I don't know where my daughter Lex is, man. man. I'm sorry. It's crazy. You said like he he bowed out after what was it ham or what was the last significant Lex Luger record after that? I feel like the nigga did ham and then he did uh well actually no he did uh the bonus on Dark Twisted Fantasy before he did ham and he was yeah. just like yeah I'm cashing out I'll see y'all later and then <laughs> you got the huge rise of Metro Boomin 808 Mafia and everybody that has succeeded and made huge huge careers since that big. 
Mike uh, Will, all his contemporaries. Yeah, all of, exactly. All his contemporaries. Yeah. Exactly. And I don't know where Lex I don't know where Lex Luger is. But oh, you know what? Oh my God. I almost don't even want to mention it. I forgot Juicy J did the latest installment of I'm putting in quotes, rubber band business. When like, was rubber band business? Was that after him? Rubber band business was the first rubber band business was 2010. So around that yeah. year that Kanye is starting to uh, figure out Lex Luger, because Flock has been using Lex Luger for past two years. Yeah, put him uh, on, right. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's hearing it, and as well as other uh, members of 808 Mafia. Yeah. 2011 was Rubber Band Business 2. Oh, classic. 10 out of 10 tape. I, an immediate recut wreck. If you've never heard it, please, 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 please. start it from the top. I can damn near... Say the first. Let's see how many records I can say. A zip and a double cup is on two, right? Zip and a double cup is on two. Um, I'm trying to see how many records I can man I go found and sound of you on that tape. <laughs> I've got zip and a double cup. So damn fucked up. Me. So that's oh, wow. five, six, seven. Nah, I, I I skip shine. I skip shine. I'm not gonna lie. Shine. Ain't Which one is Stoner's Night on? Uh, Stoner's Night is on Rubber Band Business too. Oh wow! With the Flintstones beat, I'm riding through the dun 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 dun. Yeah, the first one. Sooner's night. Sooner's night. Yes, sir. Juicy J, Travaholics. Play me some Pippin Bag. Play me some Pippin Bag. Dun 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 dun. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Stoner's night, nigga. Boom! I'm riding through the top, back my bitch hair in the breeze. Then, then I don't know her nationality. She overseas. Don't know it, but she got the green eyes and the sexy shape. She fun! And she goes at Juicy J. No, 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 baby. Woo! Real trap shit. I don't know why we put the real trap shit after that line. Classic. Classic. out of 10 tape, but it pains me because he just did another installment of it last year, called it Crypto Business. Oh, wow. And Lex Luger was on it. Yeah, he flipped it, and I can tell it's supposed to be another rubber band business installment, but he named it Crypto Business, and he put Lex Luger on it. You know how Lex Luger's talking through the entire rubber band business too high as fuck? Lex Luger probably went on crypto business for like two minutes. Did the intro? You barely heard. You barely heard from him again. And then now you're dealing with 2023 Juicy J, much different from 2011 Juicy J. It created a pain right here in my chest. I listened to it one time because I was like, I gotta do it. Even if it, even if it's a zero out of ten, I gotta do right. it. Right. Was not. Was not happy. Was not oh, happy. That's that. I, I. You know what? I didn't even know it existed. I ain't gonna lie. It has a I'm green cover. Lie. It's on streaming. I, I don't want to put it as a recut wreck, but if I'm going to put Rubber Band <laughs> Business too, by all means, I'm just giving you, I'm putting a, I'm putting this, the Drewski stamp on it. Do not say I told you to listen to this. Do not say I told you to listen to this. Do it at your own forewarning. This is not an endorsement. This is not an endorsement. But if you got to do it like how I got to do it, because you love the Rubber Band Business series so much, please tune into Crypto Business. Let us now let us know how you feel. It's definitely it's definitely not gonna it's definitely not gonna don't don't expect a percentage of what is going on between the rubber band business series or even the blue dream and lean series. Blue dream and lean series is also really good too. Yeah, it is. 
classic classic first uh tape with on um, the first blue demon lean blue demon lean 2 had some records that was around where he was fucking with mike will a little bit he had ray shremmer early ray shremmer on there um but it's just a different it's just a different juicy j so yeah. it made me a little bit it pained me a little bit but that was my update on lex luger i don't know what a 2023 landscape looks like for lex luger right now because there's a lot of producers eating Right, you yeah, know, nah, I don't know, man. But man, he owned the game for a period of time, man. It was super influential. Like I said, man, everybody that was around, whether it was TM eighty eight or Southside, and like you said, later on Metro, Mike Will was around too. They all mm-hmm. went to the moon. So we'll end up seeing. Hopefully, we can get some more. Uh, then again, I don't know what Lex Luger is doing right now. I'm gonna take a look at Lex Luger's socials and see what he what he's uh what he's up to. Hopefully, we can find. Is it still smoked out, Luger? If it's not, oh, don't. Wow. Oh, God. If it's not Smoked Out Luger anymore, I'm just going to be upset. I forgot. At Smoked Out Luger. What do what, <laughs> what what Juicy J say at the end of a sip of the double? It's still. Thank you, He's God. There. He's there. It's still Smoked Out Luger. Okay. <laughs> he does have the crypto business. He does have the crypto business cover and the header. So I can tell this is he hasn't been here for a good minute. But then again, six days ago, I'm a different type of monster on this akai pro mpc lives he's still making beats i'm fucking with that hey man whatever makes him happy man shout out lex lex what uh which one did he do that on um yeah that nigga lex luger was also good but he did the he did the i feel like it was the 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 um animated series the lex luger i think it was on um juicy j when he said i'm fucked up Take the blunt, dip it in the lean, then light it. I said, Juicy, I see you later, buddy. I man, man, can't was, do this. He was deep in them college, uh, college <laughs> campuses, man. He was too deep, man. He was like Frank the Tank, man. Zip in a double cup, you might have had me. Right. Take right. the blunt, dip it in the lean, then light it. That's my see time. you later, buddy. This That's is my time. I got to go. That's my time. That's my time. Well. We'll see y'all in two weeks for another Recut Gems. Of course, make sure that you tap in with A plus at A underscore plus at M. Uh, Jesus Christ, I almost forgot my handle. At my man MC as well. Um, patrons, you are hearing this on Wednesday. So tonight, Blackprint Radio, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Amazing guests that we have on schedule. Make sure that you tap into that. You'll get the replay of that on Friday. For those that are listening on Thursday, of course, you will see the replay tomorrow for everybody. And we have episode 41 of the Black Print coming next week. Usual schedule, Monday for patrons, Tuesday for everybody that's listening. So hopefully we'll be able to see from you then. And of course, another Black Print radio next week as well, along with another Throw Blacks to end the month. We're going to be doing Lil Wayne's The Carter Four. Shout out to everybody that tuned in to this month's, well, the past month's Throw Blacks of Green Day's American Idiot. Classic episode. Five has already told us where he's coming with the Carter Four. It's already pissed me and Josh off. I don't know what's going to happen on the next episode of Throw Blacks, but it's going to be amazing. So make sure that you stay tuned. Thank you to everybody for tuning in. Of course, you'll hear from us on Recut Gems in another two weeks and another Patreon bonus. Until then, we'll see you then. Peace.